Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Good morning. Uh, we consider it an honor and a privilege just to be worshiping with you on today uh, and just to have this opportunity to bring forth the word of God. Um, what a time. What a season that we're living in. But in spite of it all, we thank God because he's still on the throne. He's still just. He's still the one who sits high and looks low. He's still the author and the finisher of our faith. He's still the one, amen, who encircles us and encompasses us with his angels. And so he's the one that has risen on the third day. And so because of who he is, we can be. And so I come to do nothing else but be a cheerleader for the Lord on today and to deliver what thus saith the Lord and what he's given me on today. I thank God for your pastors, uh, Pastor Roe, Pastor Lee, uh, to the leadership, to the team, to the worship team, to everybody. Uh, just for affording us this opportunity, I bring you greetings from City of Judah in Patterson, New Jersey. Um, and we just come just to bless the Lord on today. Let's just have a quick, quick moment of prayer. Father, right now, we thank you for this day because this is the day that you have made and we will continue to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, I ask right now that you would just send, Lord God, your anointing even through the airwaves and through, Lord God, uh, social media and through uh, the, every wire, every inch of, 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 of technology that you're using, Lord, that somebody, Lord, will make a conscious decision at the end of all of this and ask, what must I do to be saved? We thank you for transforming lives and for what you're going to do in this city of Staten Island, for what you're going to do through your hearers and listeners. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, very quickly, I just want to share uh, something that the Lord has placed upon my heart, and it comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And I'm going to read one through eight. It's coming from the NIV. And this is what it says. It says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And basically what Solomon, the writer of Ecclesiastes was saying is that there is a time for everything. There is a time for everything. And one thing I've learned uh, about time is whether you want it to or not, uh, one thing is guaranteed to do, and that is time is going to keep going no matter what. Uh, I'm going to teach a little bit and preach a little bit. You guys know me and know how I flow. Uh, time is one thing that is given to us that is common to everyone. Everyone has time. But no matter who you are, all of us have different heights, all of us have different weights, all of us have different languages, all of us have different experiences with different pigmentations, with different colors, different nationalities, different makeups. But one thing that we all have in common is time. And, and why is this important? Because you are a product of your time. How you spend your time 
the end result of it is where you are right now. The sum strata and what we are and who we are all hinges on this one thing, how we have spent our time. Uh, no one becomes great by accident. For every Tiger Woods, for every Michael Jordan, for every Alex Rodriguez, for every person who we deem to be great, we have to understand that this is somebody who did not just become great, but they spent time working on their craft. For every person who is less than great, we have to understand that this is somebody that did not get into a position that they were in by mistake, but this is somebody who spent time not doing something to put them in that position. Every one of us is where we are right now. I know uh, we probably don't understand it right initially, but we are where we are right now because of how we have used our time. This is the most important thing. If you do not use time wisely, the second half of this year is gonna look just like the first half of this year, if not worse. And we all know what we've experienced the first half of this year. But the reality of it is whenever we go through something, especially as people of God, we have to understand that whenever there was a plague, hear me, whenever there was a pandemic, like in uh, with the children of Israel, whenever you deal with these things, you're supposed to come out with more than what you went in with. And if you don't use your time wisely, you'll find yourself in the same position, getting ready to enter into 2021, that you found yourself in the first half of the year here in 2020. The thing is this, time cannot be stopped. It cannot be reversed or paused, but it does one thing and one thing only. It keeps going. You can get an attitude, you can get upset, you can get angry, you can get bitter, you can get all of these different attitudes and, and emotions that comes along with things not going our way. But no matter how you feel about it, time will not stop. Time does not regard you because you want it to stop. Time does not respect you because you want it to stop. Time does not favor you. And in spite of what that songwriter said, time is not on your side. All of us are getting older. All of us are one day closer to our eternal destination than we were yesterday. So what we must learn how to do since we cannot stop time is we have to learn how to manage it. And when we learn how to manage it, even though we can't stop it, we can control it. When we don't learn how to manage our time, we oftentimes find ourselves out of time. Watch this, not just out of time, but we find ourselves out of position. Many people become angry and bitter because they reach the end of their lives or they may be looking at where they are now, not understanding that there are certain things that we no longer can do because we ran out of time. I'll get to that in a second. But I want to talk about this. If you don't use your time wisely, you'll find yourself out of position like uh, David. That's my first uh, witness I like to call to the stand. I always wanted to be a lawyer, so come on, David, to the stand. This is the thing. David, the Bible says in, 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 in uh, 2 Samuel 11 and 1, it talks about how David, at a time when he was supposed to have been at war, the Bible says that he found himself on a rooftop and he saw Bathsheba bathing. Now, the thing was this. When you don't use your time wisely, you will always find the opportunity to find yourself out of position. Now, when he found himself out of position, it was nothing wrong with that. But if he had been on the battlefield with his troops, he would not have never gotten into the trouble that he was in in the first place. 
And what God is saying is there are so many people. Guess what? Watch this. It's not an imp. It's not a demon. It's not a devil. As many people are in the position that they're in and dealing with what they're dealing with because they found themselves out of position because God said, I wanted you to be here at this time and you put yourself in a different position. So God is saying this right here. He wants us to reposition ourselves. When we are out of position, we can miss the blessing that God wants for us. We can miss the thing that he had intended for us. We can miss the very opportunities and windows and doors that God said were ours and that he promised us. But the thing is this, we have to make sure that we are in the right position. How do we get ourselves in the right position? Three things very quickly. The first thing that we have got to understand is we must learn to move with God. Many times people can't move with God because they're moving behind God. The first thing to realize this is about moving behind God is this. Many people procrastinate in their timing and moving where it is that God has called them to do, not understanding that windows and doors don't stay open in the spirit very long. God is saying that I want you to move. I want you to step out. I want you to do something. But the whole thing is this, because we get caught up in ourselves and we get caught up in fear and we get caught up in doubt and we get caught up in a different mindset. We can sometimes procrastinate and that door in the spirit does not stay open very long. What God is saying on today, family, is that we have to learn how to seize the moment. We got to seize the moment, amen, when God calls us to do something. There's an old Latin saying that says carpe diem. The thing is to seize the moment. When God has placed something on your heart, he is not asking you how you feel about it. The reality is you may feel the fear, but still do it anyway. God is saying get up and move into the position that I've called you to. Doesn't matter if you are educated. Doesn't matter if you're not. Doesn't matter if you have the degree. Doesn't matter if you don't. Doesn't matter if you have the money or the funds. God's saying, do you trust? Trust me enough to move into the position that I'm calling you to, because if I've called you to do it, then I will supply every single need according to my riches and glory. But the other side of this is we can find ourselves moving ahead of God. Many times people move ahead of God. And when you move ahead of God, you can find yourself sometimes, believe it or not, being out of position. The time has come where God is saying, hey, Understand that if you desire something in your heart, in your heart, God was the one who put it there. Because guess what? Everybody, you can be in a room with 10 people and you can be the only one who has that desire. So if God has put the desire in you, he's saying, hey, I'm not saying that I don't want you to have it, but I want you to wait for me so that you can get the, the proper positioning to accomplish what I've set out for you to do. If we move ahead of God, this is the problem. We can ruin what he has for us, not because he doesn't want us to have it, but because he wants us to move with him so that we can be ready to handle the blessing when it comes. Think about it. How many people, amen, would give their five-year-old child or a child the keys to their car? No, we wouldn't. We want them to enjoy the benefits of it, but we know that they're not ready to handle it. And if we give them the keys, they'll be driving before they're mature enough to handle it. And God is saying that when I want to bless you, Sometimes I'll give you access to it like the prodigal son. But the reality of it is I want you to wait on me. But the whole thing is when you become mature enough, you'll be able to handle it and enjoy it. This is where a lot of people have to understand that many times they use their time running ahead of God when God wanted them to wait for him. 
this is the point that I want to do right here. God said, I want you to learn how to wait because when you learn how to wait, I'll strengthen you so you can be able to handle the blessing. There is something that is gained in waiting on the Lord. Our strength is built to handle blessings when we learn how to wait. It's in the time of waiting that God develop you, develops you for what he has next. Psalms 27 and 14 says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen you. Somebody say, I feel myself getting stronger. He said, I will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Isaiah 40 and 31, he says, but they that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. And someone has been waiting and not realizing how strong, how much strong they've been getting during this process they've been waiting for a job but God is saying I'm developing your prayer life amen somebody's been waiting for their child to come back to the Lord but he's saying I've been developing patience in you somebody's been waiting amen for for a spouse amen but God is saying I've been developing some characteristics inside of you that if you got it prematurely you would mess everything up because of your attitude amen but God is saying I'm learning to get you to subject your flesh to me so you won't ruin it when you get it he said I'm getting your temper under control he said I'm getting your mindset under control and this is what God wants to do while we're waiting so that we don't run ahead of him and get something that we're not able to handle God says learn how to wait on me somebody say I'm learning to wait my turn I'm learning to wait my turn I won't get jealous I can go to your party amen and have a ball I won't get amen angry amen I can see you be blessed with a car and know that mine is on the way I won't become bitter amen because I see you with the job and I see you with increase because God is not in short supply of anything that he has in the same way that he blessed you he can bless me and we have to learn how to celebrate each other because that's one of the greatest strengths that we can gain when we learn how to bless one another with our words we're waiting our turn but while I'm not waiting on my turn for God to bless me I'm going to learn how to praise him in advance I'm going to bless him before I get it Habakkuk said this that amen even though the vats are dry and even though the grapes are in fig are no longer on the tree I will give him a yet praise right here even on today we have to learn how to give God a yet praise is everything perfect no is everything right? No. Is everything falling? Amen. Do we see rainbows and skittles? Amen. Raining from the sky? No. We're coming out of a pandemic. Amen. We're dealing with people who unemployment just ended. We're dealing with people who have lost loved ones and lost different things. But the whole thing, we have to learn how to give God a yet praise. Your yet praise, amen, confuses the enemy because he expects you to be bickering, fighting, and complaining. He expects you, amen, to be coming at one another. He expects you to be looking cross. Amen. But when you learn how to give God a yet praise it, it confuses the enemy right where you are just take 10 seconds right in your living room in your car on your job and just give God a yet praise sometimes you have to just find a reason to bless the Lord the psalmist said I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth I'll praise you amen whether I have it or not I'll praise you amen until I get it I'll praise you David said if I had a thousand tongues they could not sing enough of your praise meaning this 
that some people are backed up on their praise. Amen. You owe him a praise for what he did in 2006 and for what he did in 99 and what he did in 94. You owe him a praise for what he did last week, how he kept you, how he preserved you, how he reserved you. And that's what God is saying in this time. When you learn how to wait on me, he said, amen, I can take the weight out of the weight. Right where you are, amen. Somebody just type right there in those keys, amen. I'm waiting. I'm waiting my turn. I'm waiting my turn. I'm waiting my turn. I'm waiting my turn. And while I'm waiting, I'm still going to give God a praise. Every time I move ahead of God, I find myself confused. I find myself empty. I find myself bitter. I find myself bewildered. I find myself not understanding what is going on. I find myself brokenhearted. Many of us have missed it because we walked ahead of God. But amen, somebody needs to know on today, God is saying not this time because I'm learning how to wait. Amen. My blessing is on the way. I won't allow the enemy to trick me out of my blessing. I won't allow the enemy to push me out of my position. I won't allow the enemy, amen, to do something, amen, to cause me to think certain ways towards certain people. This time, amen, I'm going to stand flat footed until I see the salvation of the Lord. Somebody just declare amen on this morning. Type in those keys. Somebody say amen. Not this time. This time we won't move ahead of God, but we're going to wait with God and we're going to walk with God. That's the key. When we want God, amen, to redeem the time that we have, we have to learn to walk with God. To walk with God, amen. Genesis 5 talks about a man named Enoch. And here it is. As he walked with God, the Bible says that he was transcended or that he went up or, 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 or what the Bible says is that he walked with God. That's all he did. There were no miracles recorded about Enoch. There was no books recorded that were written in the Bible. All the Bible says was that he walked with God. And as he walked with God, amen, the Bible says he was transcended and taken up and he was one of the only two that are ever recorded that did not see death, but amen, went into heaven without ever tasting death. In this season, God is saying, continue to walk with me, and this time, he's going to take you into places you've never been. If you walk with me this time, amen, you are going to do things that you have never done before. If you walk with me, you'll accomplish feats that other people weren't able to accomplish. Amen. And this is your testimony when you accomplish it. All I did was walk with God. Amen. I wasn't perfect, did not cross every T, did not dot every I, but all I did was I walked with God. And it's important to take time to walk with the Lord, but also not just to walk with him, but you have to take time to talk to him. Here it is. Because one word from the Lord can change your whole trajectory and place you into something, amen, that you never thought you would be involved. It will change the dynamics of your life. When Jesus called his disciples, watch this, all he said to them was follow me. He said, follow me. And that one command that the Lord gave them changed us to even where we are right now. You've got to understand, amen, that God is saying that he wants us to follow him. One word can change you from being a fisherman of fish to being a fisher of men. One word, amen, can release his glory over your life. But here's the key. Here's the key. Here's the key. Let me give you another example. Peter, exhibit number two. Uh, 
Call him my next witness. Peter comes onto the scene. Amen. Jesus tells them to go to the other side. And as they go to the other side, amen, there's a great squall or storm that arises. Jesus comes walking on the water. Watch this. And as he comes walking on the water, amen, there were all these different theories that was going on in his mind of who it could be. Perhaps it was a ghost. Perhaps it was a spirit. Perhaps it was all these things. But Jesus looks, but Peter looks and he says, he says, it is our Jesus. He said, if it's you, Lord, then bid me to come. Watch this. One word. Jesus says, come. And it allowed him to step out of his current situation and allowed him to walk on top of something that he normally would have sunk in. God is saying that when I give you a word, why is it that nobody else could do it? Because I called you to do it. But if you're not trained to hear his voice, if you don't take the time to hear his voice, you'll miss the very thing that he's calling you to do. Somebody he's calling them to come out of darkness into the marvelous light. Somebody he's calling them to come out of their, their past, amen, and come to a greater future. Somebody he's calling them, amen, to come out of a negative mindset, to move into a positive. Somebody he's calling them to. The Lord is saying on today come I want you to come amen because I got something much more greater for you amen many people were drowned in what you went through but you're able to walk on it today because the Lord has told you to come everybody can't handle what you have gone through everybody can't deal with what you have gone through but because the Lord has called you and he's anointed you and he's appointed you millions of people couldn't make it but you're one of the ones who did you're a champion on today there is victory in you on today you have his spirit residing in you on today and the Lord said that if I be for you who can be against you but I want you to get ready to walk on top of something amen that the government won't understand and that your teachers won't understand and that your family may not even understand God is saying I'm calling you with one word today and that is to get ready to come into something greater amen I appreciate all the other words of other people I appreciate amen the reports of the newscasters the governor and everyone else but how many of you know that God's word trumps every single word amen that we could ever have we thank God for their report but we declare on today whose report shall we believe and we shall believe the report of the Lord but if you don't know his voice you'll be tossed to and fro you don't know his voice Jesus said in John 10 my sheep know my voice and none other will they follow. Watch this. Because if you don't know his voice, you can move into something that's a good idea, but it may not be a God idea. This is where God is saying, amen, you have to declare not this time. Last time I fell for the okie doke, but not this time. Last time I believed them when everything in my heart and spirit was telling me not to, but not this time because I know his voice and the Lord is saying, amen, the last time you were able to do it, but th not this time, amen, this time, amen, I'm wiser this time amen because of my experiences amen i have more understanding this time amen i have more discernment amen and every idea just because it may be a good idea does not mean it's a god idea somebody typing them keys right now not this time the devil tricked me last time but not this time and god is saying prepare yourselves in your heart in your spirit for what it is that you missed in the last season because you didn't know his voice but this time i can hear 
hear clearly. I can see clearly because the rain is gone. God said, get ready for what's coming next. Somebody just shout back on those keys. Not this time. Ecclesiastes 3 and 11, it says this. He has made everything beautiful in its time. And the way that God does that is he takes us and he scopes us and he molds us and we go and we fall and we get back up. Amen. We scrape our knee and he's there to bandage it up. We go through all of these trials and after we've gone through heartbreak after heartbreak and disappointment after disappointment. See, some people, they see the refined you. Amen. But they don't know the you. Amen. From 10 years ago. And this is how you know God makes everything beautiful in his time. See, we can look and we can oh say pastor ford is so sweet and so meek i am amen but you don't know the other side of me understand this that there is a refinement that god takes us through and oftentimes he will use what the enemy meant for evil but will turn it around for his good but you have got to get an understanding to discern that what you are going through is not to make you bitter it's not to destroy you it's not to bring you down but it's to make amen the beauty of the lord shine upon you amen the lord said that i'm going to trade in some beauty for some ashes amen let me say this amen and i'm not being funny some people look ashy in the spirit some people amen they're ashy because they've chosen to take on amen and keep the pain and the disappointment that they're going through and that they face but god is saying i want to make a trade with you on today i have something amen beauty amen beautiful amen and i'm going to trade you and give it to you in exchange for your ashiness amen right now i'm declaring i'm not holding on to this this time i'm not going to keep it this time after today i will never be the same and the lord said that he already died for me to be beautiful amen he already bled for me to be beautiful amen he already took on a crown of thorns for me to be beautiful amen so i don't have to amen sit in this situation even though it may be ugly i'm not ugly and understand amen that he's making exchange for my his beauty for my ashes so i know that he makes everything beautiful and it's time and it's time but we've got to be able to discern perceive this is what it means to perceive or recognize something to distinguish with difficulty by sight or with the other senses the Bible talks about the children of Issachar and how they were able to discern the times and because of that the children of Israel had the victory when you know how to discern the voice of the Lord, you know how to move because we are only here for a certain amount of time and we must understand that we are getting older. There are certain things I can't do now that I used to do at 20 and 30, but now I got to stretch and it takes me 15 minutes before I can roll. And so you understand something. You don't have time to waste. Hello, somebody. Psalms 90 and 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And the sooner you figure it out, the sooner you can move into your blessing and your assignment. I'm getting ready to get into 10 things. Amen. As the time is winding down, don't get caught with your work undone. You are here on assignment. Assignment. And so here it is. I'm, I'm going to give it to you. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Jeremiah 1 and 5. He says, before I formed you in the womb, 
He's talking, God is talking to Jeremiah. I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So watch this. Before Jeremiah got here, God already knew him. God already set him apart. God already gave him assignment. God already told him what he would be. So before you existed in eternity present and before you go to eternity future, you already existed in eternity past. And God didn't make a mistake when he put us here. So watch this. We existed in his mind before we got here. So God didn't say, okay, all right, Kenny, now. Uh, no, he said, I have an assignment for you. And he knew us. He knew us. Amen. Understand intimately that, 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 that we knew him and he knew us. And he said, I have an assignment for this time. And I need you to go down and fulfill this assignment, Kenny. I know this kind of deep, amen, for a Sunday morning. But just hang in there with me. So, so, so watch this. He knew you before you got here. He put you here. And many of us go through life feeling blindly until we finally get it. And then we move into our assignment so that when we can stand before the Lord in the end, the Bible says that he will declare to us, well done, thine good and faithful servant for those who get it. Watch this. But there will be people who will have the opportunity to move into their assignment and what God sent them to and they'll reject him. And watch this. He said in the end, he'll say, I never knew you. I never knew you. Jeremiah, I knew you. From your mother's womb, I never knew you. How is this possible? Because and many people will say, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not? And he'll say, listen, those are the things, amen, that, 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 that you might have done because of the power of me. But did you fulfill your assignment? Many people are wasting their time moving in things that have nothing to do with their assignment. You need to know that you existed and God said, I, I called you into existence not for you to break. You weren't built to break. I'll give you a perfect example. When you look at the palm tree in the midst of a storm, a palm tree will always be the only tree that remains standing even though buildings and houses have toppled and collapsed. Watch this. When God built you, he had you on his mind before the storm came. Oh, I feel like running in this house. Before the trial came, before the situation came, before the disappointment came, before the heartbreak came, he had you on his mind. And when he built you and formed you, he did not form you to break under pressure. God said, amen, I took my time in creating you because I have such love for you and I have such an assignment for you and I have such grace for you that when I place you here, yes, there will be storms. Yes there will be disappointment yes there will be all these things that will come against you but the Lord said no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper you weren't meant to break but you were meant to last you will outlast this storm God said because you're rooted in me you're grounded in me and because you are amen connected to me I'll let you amen outlast the storm and everything else around you will come crashing down this is why the psalmist said a thousand may fall at my right hand and ten thousand at my left but it will not 
come nigh me. It won't come near you because God says, I have such a great assignment for you that I can't let the enemy take you out before your time. But we have to learn how to redeem the time. And this is where I'm getting ready to close at. I want to give you some things. God says you have to redeem the time. To deem means own something. You own it. To redeem it means you re-own it. So when we have to redeem the time, many people have wasted their time in riotous living, doing what they want to do. And God is saying, now that you're understanding your assignment, you got to redeem the time. I don't have time to play. Let me tell you something. Time is your most valuable and most limited commodity. I would rather you take my money than take my time. And I'm not trying to be arrogant or have a hue of arrogance. I'm saying this as I'm getting older. I don't have two hours to sit and just talk on the phone. I don't have two hours. I don't, it's, it's almost like this. When I was 20, 21, I liked to go joyriding. But now that I'm over the 40 bench, let me tell you something. I don't have the gas money or the time just to stroll around the city. I got to get to my assignment and my destination. Because, now, now watch this. That's how life is. God is saying you've wasted time joyriding. Now we got to redeem the time because I have an assignment for you. This is the time. This is the time. This is the time. So we got to redeem our time. And so watch this. What you have lost, God is saying, get ready to get it back. Get ready to redeem everything that you have lost in the last season. You got to refine your purpose. You got to refine your vision. You got to reestablish what is worth it and what is not. There are new opportunities that are going to come your way this time. So here it is. I want to give you 10 keys on how to redeem the time. 10 quick bullets on how to redeem the time. And I'm going to pray. Number one, you got to document a plan. If you don't have a plan, then you plan to fail. Anytime I went into a football game, anytime I go into a classroom to teach, anytime I have a sermon, there is a plan. There is a plan. And there's a plan. And even if the plan gets askewed, at least I have a safety net or something that is prepared before I even get into it. The whole thing is this. You got to write out your day. You got to prepare what it is that you're going to do today. There's 30 minutes that I have a block. I can walk two miles in 30 minutes or jog two miles in 30 minutes as opposed to watching an episode of Chop. That's what I like to do. Uh, understand this. Number two, you got to establish your priorities according to your plan. So watch this. Your priorities is what is important for this day. And if it fits into the plan for the day, then you can do it. Establish your priorities. Is this a priority? Number three, watch this. Pursue your passions only. What you are passionate about is your permission to do it. Your purpose is always connected to your passion. And your passion is permission. God will open up doors when you understand what you are passionate about. So here it is. Your passion is an indicator on what you should be spending your time doing. 
Number four, protect your plan and your priorities. Now, one thing about me, and people understand this, is, 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 is I am fascinated with lions. And so when you understand lions, understand this, lions, two things. The male lion protects the territory. People don't understand this and they just think, no, the, the male lion protects the territory and it doesn't let any other lion or any other thing come in that's going to threaten the pride. Number two, the female lion, she's the one who hunts. So when they see the, the, the antelope and the gazelle running, they grab them by the throat. And the whole reason why they want to get the throat is because they want to cut off the airway of the animal so that it can't run and continue to run. God is saying, amen, that when things come into your life, you got to learn how to protect your plan and your priorities because the enemy would love for you to do nothing else but waste time. But when you see the enemy coming in like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, know that the lion of Judah is much greater and you have a roar inside of you to protect your territory and your space and to protect your purpose. Number five, identify what valuable, what's valuable to you. And if it's not valuable to you, don't let it waste your time. Don't let it waste your time because your value will always connect to your purpose. Number six, make decisions based on your destiny. Why am I talking to you? What is the purpose of us dating? What is the purpose of, if it ain't marriage, let me tell you something. You are just wasting your, but whatever. You got to understand that there is some things that if it's not valuable to you, then why are you even doing it? Make decisions. Are you doing it because this is just the way we used to do it? And this is how it's always been done? Or what is God saying to you about it? Number seven, inventory. Your associations, this is my favorite. You got to take inventory on who is associated with you. Because just because they were good, let me put it this way. Just because you have a common past don't mean you have a common destiny. Just because we grew up together or just because doesn't mean we're going in the same direction now. That was good for then. But what about now? And so you got to take inventory of who you have allowed into your life. Watch this, because the enemy can send people in to steal your time. Number eight, review your investments. What you invest your time in is who you will become. Number nine, do not try to please everyone. You may be trying to please people who don't even like you. Oh God. Jesus said, I live to please the Father. <laughs> That's it. Here it is. Number 10, forget the past and live the designed life that God has for you. For many people, amen, let me just be real as we get ready to pray. You've wasted time. We've, we've all wasted time. We've missed it. We've, we've blown it. We've, 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 but God said, you tuned in today because he wants us to redeem the time. Now here it is. Mary and Martha, when their brother Lazarus died, they both came running to Jesus. And sister said that I believe that you are the resurrection to Jesus. And even though he had been dead for four days, she said, even now, 
because you are the resurrection. Your situation may be dead. Your situation, you may have wasted time. But God is saying to you on today, even now, I can resurrect those dreams. Even now, I can resurrect that vision. Even now, I can resurrect that family. Even now, I can resurrect the time that the enemy has stolen. The Lord said on today, I'm going to give you back the years that the canker worm, the palmer worm, and the locusts have eaten. I'm giving it all right back to you because now that you're wiser, you can redeem the time. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, even as we pray, Lord God, there are certain things that we have to own up to. We have to own up to it, Lord God, that it wasn't a... a, a outside entity but it was it was us who allowed our vision and focus to get off of you and we wasted time Lord I ask right now that you would release favor upon each and every single person Lord that we would learn how to redeem our time we want our time back that the enemy has stolen we want the time back that we have squandered we want the time back Lord God that we have let go and weren't unaware weren't even aware of what we were doing but we thank you, Lord, that you're a redeemer, that you're a revivalist, that you're a restorer, that you deal with restoration, and that, Lord, you are the one that we look to even on today. So, Lord, I ask right now that you would just pour out your grace, your mercy, your love, your power, your might. Lord, forgive us for wasting time. And, Lord, even on today, we ask, Lord, that you would open us up empty us out of the things Lord that we've allowed to enter into our hearts that have stolen our time and Lord fill us up with your love with your vision with your plan and with your mercy today we are starting anew and we are starting afresh and we will never be the same again in Jesus name Amen. we hope you enjoyed this podcast our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.